Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast, a What's Poppin' edition of the show. It has been a while since we've done one of these, Kirk, so I'm ready to get back in the saddle. It's going to be a quick one today, or at least I hope so, because we have a movie to get to, but we are going to talk about the fallout from the Golden Globes and the SAG Award nominations, our reactions, what it might mean for the Oscars coming up. We'll quickly cross-talk on that. We're going to talk about the Pixar and Amazon layoffs, uh, Prime Video specifically layoffs that are happening right now and what it means for the streaming landscape. We're going to talk about a new Star Wars movie that is going to be coming to a theater near you in the next couple of years. And we're going to talk about some delayed movies, some casting switch-ups, and anything else we want to talk about. We're going to get into all of it right now on this episode of What's Poppin'. Let's go. Presented by St. Louis Area Smoothie Kings. Now, here are your hosts, Cam and Kirk. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. I'm going to not look into that camera because Kirk's hands are so crazy that they're invading my space <laughs> with my fabulous co host, Kirk. Hello, hello. It's just uh, one of the two guys wearing black shirts like we normally right. do now. It's we're, like all, our... we're all dressing in black. I think I've worn this same exact shirt for like four recordings. They're going to think that I'm homeless or something. <laughs> That's right. You Maybe know, I am. Steve Jobs, it worked for him, and I think we're, we're the next big thing. I actually see a lot of YouTubers wear the black shirt. I think it's for thumbnails, but yeah. they wear like plain black shirts or like plain solid colored shirts. Uh-huh. So that way if they record like a bunch of different videos, you can't... It's like a time warp. It's always consistent. I don't know. It's but evergreen. It's evergreen content. That's right. It is. And because then they can't get uh, dinged for sponsors or not sponsors. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's Kirk. I'm Cam. We're so glad that you're here with us. We got a quick episode for you today. We're just going to we're gonna cover some of the things that are happening around the movie and TV world because it's been so long since we've done it. Yeah. It's like we had the mad rush at the end of the year, which was just like, the holiday type movie push where lots of big movies are coming out. Um, and then also like top 10 lists. We did a top 10 episode, which you should definitely go check out. If you have not already, it's, it's really good. We had a really fun time. Um, and just a couple of other random things that popped up, but now we're back to business. It's business time. It's business time. We're, we're going to get back to movie and TV news. So I think the biggest thing, Kirk, around movie and TV right now is awards awards mm. yes. um, more specifically to movies, but we just had the golden globes, yes. which is movies and television and the SAG award nominations were just dropped, um, which is also movies and TV. So let's get into that because we're not going to go nomination by nomination. Like we have in the past, it's well documented that the globes sucks <laughs> and that I hate it. Did you watch this year? I did. The I whole watched, thing. I watched the entire thing while I did the chores in my house. Awesome. It's so just walked around with a little life. I I respect your commitment to the craft. You you always love the award shows, and I'm like, I 
like pouring out for Kirk. He's that's that's a self sacrifice <laughs> because I can't do it anymore. I don't watch the Globes. I only watch the Oscars. Really, truly, yeah. I only watch the Oscars. And this year, I just found out I'm actually going to be at a concert uh, the night <gasps> of the Oscars. No, so I don't know what we're going to do about that. What concert? I'm not going to say because it'll it's embarrassing. Oh, are you going to the Wiggles concert? I'm going to the orchestra. Kirk. Well, that's not embarrassing. That's fancy. I know. I, I don't want people to think I'm a huge nerd. Wow, let's raise your pinky around <laughs> senior Except for Cameron. it's like video game music. And there's the embarrassing <laughs> part. There it is, Kirk. You got, you got me. Um, but yeah, I can't watch the Globes anymore. But I read... <laughs> here's the weird thing about me. I read all the recaps yeah. of like everything that happened. And so I'm like, why don't I just watch the stupid show? It's because anyway. you can save two and a half hours yeah. by reading the recaps. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I read a lot of articles. I feel like it was a lot of articles read. Um, here's my takeaways. Okay. I watched. I did watch the Joe Coy monologue. Yes. Host Joe Coy, comedian. Yeah. Not known to many. I, forget, I knew of him. Yeah, I knew of him. I've not watched... Forgot about him. I've not watched a special of his or anything. Have yep. you? No. Yeah. Um, I thought it was meh. I think everybody hated it, which yeah. I thought was a bit of an overreaction. Um, but I just thought it was meh. And I thought that uh, um, he literally got the job like two weeks before mm-hmm. this happened. So I think a lot of the like fake outrage or even real outrage around his monologue and like some of the jokes that were told, particularly like the Barbie joke is silly. I think it was a badly written joke. Which joke? About Taylor Swift? No. No, the Barbie joke about Oppenheimer is a movie based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel, blah, Ah, blah, blah. And Barbie is about a plastic doll. Yes. And then said something deemed... I I don't know. We're a family show. I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, It was such a bad joke, I didn't even remember it. (laughs) You don't remember it? (laughs) No. He said plastic doll with big boobies is what he said. Ah. Which is fine to say. I mean, it's not the FCC or whatever. Right, right, right. um, My nephews listen to the show. That's why I didn't want to say it. But no, it's Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Um, I thought it was a poorly written joke, but I didn't think like the outrage of like, this is sexist. The point of the joke, in my opinion, was like Oppenheimer's about nuclear physicists right and barbie's about dolls and they're both like tied to each other for forever right that was the joke it wasn't like girls like boys rule girls drool like i don't think that was the point of the <laughs> that joke would, that would have been a better joke <laughs> that would have been a funnier joke actually oh you know what i what i felt with the host there is that he failed to commit i feel like he should have just went head first into everything. Yeah. Because at a certain point, he started blaming his writers. That he did. No, it was very quick, actually. <laughs> it was like 30 Three seconds minutes in. <laughs> in. It was really quick, Kirk. He started to uh, just laugh at himself, but but like laugh because he was so uncomfortable. Yeah. When he should have just doubled down. He should have just doubled down and went and went for the kill. Just, yeah, I agree. Uh, like the Taylor Swift joke, solid joke. But yes. he backed off as soon as he was saying it. He Once was he got scared. the groans. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I would say that that was actually top tier, his best written joke, and he didn't land it. There were some funny jokes in there, but you're right. He totally blew his monologue. And I think it's it's been a weird, the press circus around this has been very bizarre. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it because now he's like going on an apology tour on all these different like yes. talk shows. Like the day after he was on like good morning America or, or something, whatever the CBS equivalent of that is. And he was like, yeah, it wasn't good. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, dude, I saw an article of that night that was like, I don't know, six hours after it, it had ended. And it said, 
Jokoi breaks his silence on being the host of the Golden Globe. <laughs> breaks his silence. He's been done talking for 30 seconds. The show just ended. Yeah, I don't know. It was very bizarre. Um, but here's my here's my takeaway about the Globe show overall. So it's different now because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association got in big, big trouble yep. for being corrupt, which they were corrupt in a fun way before with like, wait, hold on, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Corruption is fun. <laughs> the like, it's a popularity contest because all these people accept bribes. That's fun corruption to me. Yes. But the like racism, misogyny, the other stuff that was happening, definitely not cool. Um, so my takeaway is that this year they were less corrupt and less fun because there's a different voting body right. in place here and they actually did a pretty good job yeah on the on the awards on the voting yes on the actual awards it was yeah. like like you couldn't even be mad because you're like yeah these all make sense right that's exactly what i wanted to happen yeah <laughs> which made time. it which in a, in a shocking turn of events <laughs> made it less fun that's actually <laughs> so you weren't angry about anything i know that's the point though that yeah exactly <laughs> like i want the globes to be stupid and enraging yes to me that's when they're at their best to me like peak golden globes is like ricky gervais hosting and going crazy saying mm -hmm. things that you're like can he even say that is he going to be murdered tonight yes and tommy lee jones stumbling onto the stage drunk at some point mm -hmm. i don't know if it's tommy lee jones maybe he's i don't know and robert de niro dropping an f-bomb at some yes. point <laughs> and then giving out laughably bad awards yes like i don't know avatar to comedy or musical something yes. really stupid is like that's what i always hated the awards for but now that it's gone i'm realizing that that's actually what i loved about the awards right and so the lesson here is i can never be happy <laughs> and we need to make the globes fun again and if that means going back to popularity contests and bribes i'm in if it means going back to racism sexism etc i'm not in but Massage, not not the misogyny, but bribes, yes. Make Golden Globes fun again. I'm going to make a hat. Red. It's going to be bright red with Good. the white letters. Yes. We'll wear it on this show. <laughs> make the Globes fun again. That's, that's, that's my plea. Oh, how lovely. How lovely. Oh, I love that you mentioned Ricky Gervais because yeah. he won the first ever award for a stand-up special and he did not appear he was not present to accept his award i think if he had the the crowd would have turned on joe coy it would have been like angry mob situation <laughs> they like, let's put him back in That's, the host spot it would have been a mutiny yeah they would have asked him to walk the plank yes and then ricky gervais would finish hosting he'd grab a guinness <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he would just go for it i think that's it's probably for the best that that didn't happen but between this so let's talk about the globe awards first before we get into the sags there was this weird trend where it was like Everybody who played opposite each other won. Yes. That was weird. I thought that was shocking. Like, when it happened the first time, I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then it happened three more times. Yeah, because it was like, it was Ao Debris and... Uh, Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White. And then it was... Um, Ali Wong, Stephen Yeah, Yoon. Ali Wong, Stephen Yoon. And then it happened a couple of more times, too. Yes. Or, or was it... Uh, no, because then we got Emma Stone... Lily Gladstone. But then Killian Murphy and Killian Robert, Murphy Downey, Robert Jr. Downey Jr. Yes, we started to get pairs in movies. And then uh, there was one other one. Anyway, yes. it was bizarre. It kept happening. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was like, it was oh, as if... It's the, Paul Giamatti and Divine. Paul Giamatti and Divine Joy Randolph. Yes. That was the other one. Thank you. 
Um, and all of those were like, I love that. I love all those rewards. And it almost, it, it, in a very scary turn of events, it almost made me be like, do I like having it split out between drama and comedy or musical? Mm. The answer is no, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's know. not. Maybe next year they get a good host and... And a good venue. That venue was it's tiny. weird. It's so tiny and strange. It looks like a um, high school awards like National Honor Society dinner. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes, they have pins and they have candles. It's going to be weird. It was terrible. They stole the set from that COVID Oscars that Regina King hosted. They did. Or didn't host, but kind of hosted. <laughs> she was stood at the front for the first three minutes. It was bad. Um, so the awards were fine. I didn't have any problems. Kieran Culkin over Jeremy Strong, I probably would have gone differently on that. Same. I like Kieran Culkin a lot, and I like that show a lot, but I just felt like... Jeremy Strong's character is like the beating heartbeat of that show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is the end of his arc and it was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Anyway, that, that brings us to the SAG awards, Kirk, the screen actors guild Awards. Yes. And so let, are the screen actors in the guild voting here? Is this like vote, like getting an award from your peers? That is correct. Okay. So things that we've learned then mm-hmm. everyone hates Jeremy Strong. Yes. He didn't get nominated. Brian Cox did. Not a nomination. And uh, they're against movies where they have to read subtitles. <laughs> it's true. Because Sandra Huller <laughs> didn't get nominated. And she should have. And Greta Lee is not a And Greta Lee, Greta Lee didn't get nominated, which was an atrocity. <laughs> um, what else? What, what, oh, oh, um, what happened in the supporting actor who there was somebody who got snubbed in supporting actor. I really like how prepared we are for this. We're so ready for today. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. It's the best nominations. 2020. No, it's fine. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know who got, who didn't get nominated. Well, Um, let's just check variety, but I'm just saying to variety. (laughs) I feel like you can almost read the SAG awards and be like, something weird is going on here. Oh, Charles Melton. No Charles Melton. From that was May crazy. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. And like I, I like I liked Poor Things a lot, a lot. If you listen to our top ten episode, you know how much I liked it. And I didn't think Willem Dafoe deserved a nomination. Um, yeah, it's just kind just of just weird, uh, weird stuff. I will say one thing that I'm really happy about, and I don't know that enough people have seen this movie. It's a little movie, not a little movie. It's a it's a full blown movie uh, called Nyad. Nyad. Oh, it's on Netflix. That's right. Yeah. It's a, based on a true story. It's like, okay, it's another biopic. How many biopics are we going to get? Lots. Forever, till, the, till we die. Yes. Because there's no new original content. So we have to look at pe- into people's lives, which has Annette Benning and yep. Jodie Foster. They're both nominated. Mm. This movie's great. I, I watched it the night it came out, I think, for whatever reason. It's about a, a, a true story about an, an Olymp- is she an Olympic swimmer. I don't know. She's an incredible swimmer. And she wants to swim the farthest distance ever known to man. She, oh, I won't tell you if she does it or not. There's a she, lot of she definitely does it. I don't know. It's a biopic. I don't know. <laughs> they they wouldn't make the movie if she didn't do it. I don't know, Kim. Unless she gets like eaten in a, by a shark in the Olympic swimming pool. Uh, she might in she the might. pool, like Doctor Evil style. Yes, exactly. <laughs> James Bond villain style. Um, but yeah, I think now my takeaway is the SAG Awards are the new popularity contest. They are. They because really are. it's a real popularity contest. This is student council voting. Mm-hmm. This is like your peers are voting for you. And I think that what we've learned is if you don't, and, and we knew this before, uh, 
if you've paid your dues and you know enough people, you'll get a nomination. And that's the question. Do, has Bradley Cooper paid his dues within his peers? Because obviously, did not win Best Actor. Yeah. Killian won. Um, I think it is still between them in the SAG Awards and the Oscars race because... Um, as far as everyone else, he's not going to beat him for either. I don't think he will. No, but it's that'd be that'd be the second runner-up. I think Paul Giamatti tailing them in third. <laughs> I think it's unfortunate for Bradley Cooper because I think that uh, he probably well he should have gotten in for Stars Born. Yeah, because he got beaten by Rami Malek, and that was a joke. It was a joke. That movie sucked. Sorry, Rami. And that performance was fine, but it, it's like. I don't know. The biopic performance, like Freddie Mercury is like a really well-documented guy, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. The Leonard Bernstein performance is fantastic. I think it's really good, but I think Killian Murphy's is just a lot deeper. Yep. And I think Bradley Cooper's performance is hurt by the fact that it looks like he's trying to win an award. I would like to win an Oscar. Yeah. I'm going to be a famous <laughs> orchestra composer, conductor, and I will take this by storm. He should, yeah, it's really what it looks like. He sat in the closet and said that those the optics, words. the optics. But again, SAG, maybe, maybe he's maybe he's paid his dues long enough for know. that. I don't know. Maybe he's hated. We'll find out. We'll find out the answer. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I think the Golden Globes. My takeaway, you know, I kind of said let's talk about what it means for the Oscars. I think my takeaway is the Golden Globes may end up being a better indicator for the Oscars this year mm-hmm. than they have been in the past. Yeah. Um, It remains to be seen. But that would take some of the fun out of it in general, which, again, make the Globes fun again. And if it takes some of the fun out of the Oscars, it's going to be not as fun in general. I don't know what could make both. The SAG Awards are typically, they've got a little bit more energy. I don't know why. They just, they they definitely have more energy than the Golden Globes. Yeah. It feels like a a club, right? Like like the popularity contest. Like they're trying harder. Right, it does. The SAG Awards. And the Oscars is this formal, regal, this is what will be stamped upon every advertisement. Academy Award winner versus Academy Award nominee. It's a big difference. Not very often do they put Golden Globe nominee on something. They should start. <laughs> they should. They should start. And uh, Golden Globe nominee Jason Statham. <laughs> but it's nice because like, like Paul Giamatti gets an award. Yes. And he probably wouldn't have gotten one otherwise. Mm-hmm. And he had a really awesome performance. He it's did. just that like that kind of role doesn't always get you an Oscar. It's not bombastic enough. Bombastic. Or at a big enough scale. Yeah. You know? um, so I don't know. I think the Globes could be a better indicator. I don't know what to make of the SAG awards. I was shocked by a lot of those nominations, but it, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, very interesting that the only um, nomination for the SAG awards for Ferrari came with from Penelope Cruz. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, maybe she just uh, snuck in and, you know, struck gold with that character. That can happen. We haven't seen her. I need to see the movie. Yeah, I haven't she, seen the movie. She was nominated a couple years ago. Um, her she she did a um, yeah she did a movie with um, her husband. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Javier Bardem. Javier, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were firing on all cylinders tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was a, it was a Spanish language film. Yes, yeah, it was good. So um, it's good that she's still still getting nominated, still getting the recognition. But yes. it's also strange that no one else from Ferrari got nominated. I agree. I need to see the movie. I need to see the movie to make up my mind. Um, so 
It'll be interesting. I don't know if you guys could glean anything coherent out of that, but <laughs> there you have it. Uh, okay, we've got a couple more things to talk about before we let you go. What? But before we do, we want to give a special thanks to our founding presenting sponsor, St. Louis Area Smoothie Kings. Guys, it is the new year. It is 2024. We know, I know, that you have health and wellness goals. You have nutrition goals. Maybe you have weight loss goals. Maybe your goal uh, has nothing to do with weight loss, but does have to do with nutrition. Maybe you're watching your macros. Maybe you're uh, doing some sort of special diet. Maybe you are trying to boost your immunity because you got little kids and you're getting sick all the time and it's cold and flu season. Maybe um, you hate that McDonald's got your food wrong for the umpteenth time, forgot the sauce. Right. And dropped your fries as they handed them to the to the drive through window. Yeah, and maybe maybe your food goal is just, I don't want to feel like garbage yeah. this year. Um, if any of those are your goals, uh, we know you have goals. Smoothie King is the place to go. And I, I truly mean that for anything nutritionally that you're trying to do, it is like a smorgasbord mix and match haven there. Mm-hmm. You can build exactly what you're looking for. So like, for example, that example of the macros, like you're like, I need this many grams of protein and this many carbs and this much fat build your smoothie. Yes. You can do it on the app. You can figure it all out. You can punch it into your calorie tracker and bing, bang, boom, you're on your way. They have so many great smoothies. They're coming out with new ones all the time. My go-to right now is the spinach pineapple power meal smoothie. I like it. I get it in a 32-ounce size. It's a perfect meal replacement. It's like 540 calories. It's got like 33 grams of protein in it. Say the Uh, name of that smoothie again. Spinach pineapple power meal smoothies. Do you you hear the plosives I know. It's good. All the peas. I can just hear how healthy you are from here. It's awesome. It's awesome. And uh, one of my goals this year was to lose weight. I am well on my way. I've been having Smoothie King for lunch every day. Actually, Kirk and I synced up because I was in line behind him today at our <laughs> local Smoothie King. So we are getting after it this new year. You got to join us. You got to stop right. by one of these St. Louis area Smoothie Kings. We got some over here on the Illinois side of the river at 660 Carlisle Avenue in Belleville and 3401 Namioki Road in Granite City. There's also tons of locations in St. Louis, including the one by Barnes Jewish Hospital. If you are in the thick of it in the city, commuting, doing the, doing the rat race, doing the hustle and bustle, they can hook you up. Smoothies, smoothie bowls, they're all built for a purpose. So get out there, get to Smoothie King, and rule the day. Rule 2024 and knock your goals out with Smoothie King um, this year. And there's a disgusting mouth sound for you. That's me drinking my smoothie. I like it. We really do need to start having smoothies with us. I know we say that every time, but seriously, it, it would be helpful in so many ways. I'm going to grab a smoothie the next time we record, and we're going to pop them right here on the table just like American Idol circa <laughs> the, Coke, the, Coke, the Coke cups that were full of water. Yes, that's a good one. That's good. Um, a couple other things to buzz through real quick. So earlier this week, we got an article about some layoffs happening at Prime Video. You posted on social. Yes. Um, Prime Video and MGM Studios, I think it mm-hmm. was. And hot off the presses today, TechCrunch had an article that Pixar layoffs are coming this year. They said it was going to be up to 20% of the workforce, which is huge. I think there's like over 1,000 people that work there. So that's like a a massive layoff. Pixar did, I guess, respond to TechCrunch and say it's not going to be that high and they don't know when it's going to be and yada, yada, yada. But the point is layoffs are coming to content creation services. And my take on this, Kirk, is it's all due to streaming. Like Mm -hmm. Disney plus has 150 something million subscribers and is not profitable. 
Mm-hmm. Prime Video, we know they must be hurting for profitability because they're now going to charge people for ads. Like, this is a mess. And where you see this happening is not Netflix. It's it's these companies that are media companies that then create their own bespoke app to stream all the stuff on it. And they can't do it in a way that's profitably. And they end up laying off all these people or they end up, end up like canceling all these shows. I mean, you remember when Max was like canceling all these shows that people liked and people were getting fired from shows, deleting them. Yeah. Deleting the content. Like it's just, what is wrong with streaming Kirk? It is, it is like broken. It doesn't make any sense. My other question is how much of this is related directly to the, the writer strike and the acting strike. Yeah. And what did they know? What did they say behind the scenes to say, that's fine. We just got to fire. 20% 20% of our Absolutely. workforce to get these people back into behind the, in front of the camera. Um, I don't know what, what the, the magic mixture is to make the, all these, these like rapid quick hires, these over hiring, like why didn't they do the study on how many people they need? Right. Take the time to do that and then hire those people. Not just be like, man, maybe we need a thousand people right. and then fire most of those people. It's yeah. insane. It's going on everywhere. But the fact that it's happening in, this industry ongoing after COVID makes no sense. Yeah. Like, like to your point, the one, um, the Pixar layoffs in the article, it said that most of the people they're firing are the people they hired to create new content for Disney plus specifically. Yeah. So it's like, you've got this terrible business model. I think it's just not a good business model for these companies. They have to, they're not software companies. So they have to buy the capability to build these apps and then they have to, uphold it and and charge a fee and and run all that the the consumer is not willing to pay enough to make it a profitable venture for them and the they're kneecapping their digital purchases and their and their um uh their physical media physical media and digital is getting killed because people are like oh i'll just pay 5.99 a month and stream it on baloney plus you know what i mean like it's just (laughs) it's bad business They've got to fix it. I feel like it was almost better when like Netflix was the only game in town and companies were just like, we're not a software company. Let's let these guys do it mm-hmm. and people will pay for it because Netflix is the one that has remained, you know, as much as I have problems with their pricing model, yes. it's working. It, yeah. it like it is working, not necessarily the make multiple people pay, but the fact that they keep going up and up and up, people keep paying for it because they, they have a secret sauce there. So I, I mean, they just, these other companies, there needs to be consolidation, which is already happening mm-hmm. in some ways because the Paramount Plus and, and Peacock, I don't even know what those guys are doing. You can oh. get a full year of Peacock by like opening a Snickers bar at the cash <laughs> in the cash register aisle, like <laughs> legit in the check lane. It's like, you got a full year of Peacock. Like I, I wasn't even trying to get a full year of Peacock. I feel like Charlie Buckets with the <laughs> Se- golden ticket. Seriously. I'm like, how is this? How does this make any business sense? But clearly it doesn't. Layoffs are coming and something needs to be fixed. A couple of things I want to highlight with it. You said great, fantastic visual when you said kneecapping. Like that was... <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I love mafia movies. Yeah, so I know you do. That was just, specifically for you. That just lit, lit my heart up. <laughs> uh, you also said baloney plus, And I've just been thinking about that for the past 45 seconds. Let's make it. While you've been speaking. <laughs> baloney plus. Are there any VCs out there? Any any venture capitalists? I've got a, I've got a pitch for you. Baloney plus. Baloney plus. Coming this fall. And then third, about about the rising costs, Netflix has had the fewest 
uh, layoffs uh, yeah. noticed in the news. And Amazon, who is going through another round of layoffs, just announced their ad tier. You must pay more. Why doesn't that cover the cost of not firing these people? That's the other thing. It's like they should all have ads. Yeah. It, like in terms like I'm not saying that from a consumer lens, but from a business lens, they should all have ads. Also, is it Hulu that started it? I don't know who started it, but when you pause your movie that you're streaming, you get an okay, a, that's a static G- ad. Yeah, Paramount does that. It's I think perfect. I think Hulu does that. Um the people who do or Peacock does it, I know for sure. The people who do that, I'm like, yes, this is smart. Yes. This is business. This is how you do this. Yeah. And like, what you they should do, they should make it bounce like the DVD screen, just the yeah, logo I mean, of their like, company. <laughs> that's absolutely where she do it. Um I don't know. The model's a mess. I think shareholders are in for a big surprise when all these companies manage to never make this profitable, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. A couple other things. Out of absolutely nowhere, we get a brand new Star Wars feature film yeah. announced. Not only that, but it's not like one of these spin-offs, whatevers. It's a full-blown bona fide film starring they're two biggest stars right now, The Mandalorian and Grogu, mm-hmm. with Pedro Pascal, with John Favreau directing, coming as a feature film. And they were just like, eh, let's slide this out here on our website press release at like, you know, noon on a Wednesday. That was bizarre. <laughs> like, usually they have the, they go to, you know, uh, some big conference Kirk right and they're like next year here comes the biggest thing ever (laughs) and for this they're like oh yeah by the way the movie you've all been asking for like that's that's gonna happen we're doing it we're doing the thing (laughs) it's crazy they're like you know that whole stage rollout is really expensive (laughs) Uh, the movie is expensive enough (laughs) it's crazy I, I, I was so I was like am I reading this correctly the Mandalorian and Grogu starts production later this year John Favreau attached to direct I was like what? This is one of the best announcements you've had, and you just like just rolled it out there. Yeah, just like, like here you go, like you a baby toy. Enjoy. Goodness, it's crazy. Uh, what's your take on this movie? Are you uh, excited about it? You know what? I've not watched season three of The Mandalorian yet. Yeah, confession time. I've only watched like three episodes of it. Yeah, to be honest, it kind of bored me. It right? Was bo- it was a little boring. I just uh, maybe it gets better. Maybe it does. Uh, I just. Um, uh, Disney all around, not just the MCU, but even in Lucasfilm, it's bad. Has and just it been takes hard too. That's the thing. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's uh, it's the I don't know if it's if it was going to happen either way, but it's easy to be like it was Bob Chappick. He's the one who did it. Um, I don't know, uh, but it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. And I'm like, here's where I'm at with this movie. As a Star Wars fan, and I am one, like a, a real one, and not one that's like weird and crazy mm-hmm. i think i hope not i'd tell you uh, thank you <laughs> but i don't even know what i want as a star wars fan yeah like at, i know you're a fan too like <laughs> i sat here the other day and i was like if i am not jumping up and down for a mandalorian movie what is it that i want and i was like maybe i want nothing maybe maybe just i just want it to not disappear for a while i still think that we should go back to the kid with the broom and just oh, a the whole, last Jedi. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of, uh, younglings, um, just creating the force, like figuring it out. Like, Holy cow. I know, like, but they've taken those sequel movies and they've, they're the, the people locked in the bars in the Titanic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's those movies. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> I, I want those kids to like accidentally figure out they have the force and then they're yeah. like, you too? Wow. And it'd be like a coming of age story. Like it'd be fantastic. Yeah. 
Maybe that's what the skeleton crew show will be. Maybe. But it's a show. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm soul searching right now as a Star Wars fan. I really am. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what I want and if I even want anything, to be honest. This is the craziest week of news, Cam. I don't it even is. know how we got it's here. It's bizarre. <laughs> uh, let's wrap it up with one more thing. This is just me ranting, which is sort of a theme of this week's episode, I think. Okay. Um, Mickey 17, the the, oh. the, the Bong Joon-ho uh-uh. movie. No. Indefinitely delayed. I'm no. like, by Warner Bros, which Warner Bros is already on the list because they do this is this is textbook for them what's the reason kirk there has to be a good reason i mean what what is the reason there can't be a good enough one this movie we got a trailer for it in 2022 yeah that's and true we don't have the movie yet and now we'll, we had a release date yeah. of like i can't remember when it was probably march of this year it was yeah, it was early ish this year, I think. And and now it's gone. Nothing. It's just I think it was March 29th because that's what they moved Godzilla times Kong. Who cares? Skull Island <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. That's that's what I don't know. That's what's happening and I'm like I'm dr- I'm already dreading that. I just I said really this am. this visual of Godzilla and, and King Kong doing the electric slide. Electric slide, yes. When you, that's You're what gonna, it's going to be. <laughs> the electric. I can tell you right now. I after watching the last Godzilla versus Kong movie, I wouldn't even be slightly surprised if that happened in this movie. Uh, <laughs> that's but what saves them. That saves the world. <laughs> that's what saves the world. The electric Dancing. slide. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm mad about Mickey Seventeen. The other thing I'm mad about, and we're out of time, but seriously, uh, I just saw that um, that Guillermo del Toro Frankenstein mm-hmm. movie. Yes. Andrew Garfield was supposed to play Frankenstein's monster, I think, and now it's Jacob Ellerty. Listen, Jacob Ellerty, congrats on your meteoric rise to fame, but stop taking all the roles because you're not, you're not as good as Andrew Garfield. Well, no, I, I would never sacrifice anybody for Andrew Garfield, to no. be honest. Uh-uh. They could be like, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'd be like, not good enough. Not good enough. I mean, I know that you would think that was good <laughs> enough, but I'm speaking for myself. And here's the other thing. They're in two different camps. I have somehow inadvertently missed every Jacob Ellerty anything. Same. I haven't seen him in anything. Same. I know he's in Priscilla. Haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know he's in Saltburn. I did. Haven't watched that yet. Um, Euphoria, right? It, was he in that? I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know. He's a mystery. It's bad that I haven't watched Saltburn yet because I saw that it's in the Million Dollar Watch Club or the Million Watch Club on Letterbox. But I'm like, it's Prime Video. I can watch it at any point, and Anything. I'm watching other stuff. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen any of it, and so then the hype around him just makes me angry because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand it. I'm like, is he good? I don't know. He's good looking. I know people like the way that he looks, and that's fine and well. Right. Um, you still can't replace Andrew Garfield. You can't Sorry, replace I, Andrew Garfield. I, I'm not. I, I won't have it. Andrew Garfield has it. given us the keys to his soul. Yes, and he continues to unlock different compartments. There it is. And no one can do it like him. No, no one. So rant over. Mad about Mickey Seventeen being delayed. That's preposterous. I need answers. We need to hold these people accountable. We need answers now, and yeah. they better be freaking good. We want answers. We we want answers. And uh, Jacob Ellardy. Sorry, you're not Andrew Garfield. You, you can't be. You just can't be. No. Um, that's all we got. Things you have to watch for mm-hmm. this week. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon actually drops tomorrow on Apple TV+. Plus. So if you're listening to this episode, it's out now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's out. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is finally streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Lots of people have been waiting for that. Every episode of uh, Marvel's Echo is now streaming on Disney+, Plus as of this week. And... Uh, 
the full season of this Ted prequel series is now streaming on Peacock. The full season? I believe so. I've never watched either Ted or Ted 2. Oh, is there a Ted 2? There's a Ted 2. Oh, I've seen Ted 1. And it'd be funny if you saw Ted 2. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. I didn't even know there was a second one. I thought I was watching Ted no, 1. I, was, I mean, I know there's a Paddington 2. And there uh, will be a Paddington 3. No, there already was a Paddington 3, wasn't there? There already was. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, if I, if I've, seen, I've probably seen it. I don't even know. Um, all right. That's all we got. Anything else, Kirk? No, that's it. We're going to go off to the movie theater. That's and watch right. Scurry on to see a, a wonderful film. We're off we to hope. see Mean Girls, which we're going to be reviewing later. Uh, we're going to be reviewing early next week. So keep an eye out for a spoiler-free review of that, the Mean Girls musical. Other than that, join our Discord. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you for watching this abbreviated abbreviated episode of popcorn for breakfast we're so glad to have you we have to give a special thanks to our sponsor st louis area smoothie kings as well as our executive producer ryan and his band rhetoric who created our original music thank you again and we will talk to you next time bye